Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. So why was Jay Leno picketing a luxury hotel in Los Angeles this week? Blame it on the Sultan of Brunei and religion. Details coming up. You're in Rudy Max's world where it's all travel all the time. Delighted to have you here with me this weekend. This hour, we'll take a look at hostels in the year 2014. They're a whole lot different from when I was a kid looking for a cheap place to sleep while on the road. Then we're going to talk with an executive from Turkish Airlines about the wisdom of visiting his homeland right now, given the political turmoil there. I can assure you he'll say absolutely. I'll press him on that a little bit. Then there's trouble at the Mustard Museum. You didn't know there was a museum dedicated to mustard? Well, it's in Middletown, Wisconsin, and it's getting, pardon the pun, squeezed financially. Maybe if you signed up to have Mom receive a mustard of the month for Mother's Day, the museum could keep its doors open. And on the subject of food, consider the humble olive. Arthur Julie Angus went on a quest to find out where the best olives and olive oil are to be found in the world. Her conclusions might surprise you. She comes up at 52 after the hour. First, let's take a quick look at the news and travel this week. Well, I, along with everyone else in the world who has to fly coach mostly, was cheered to see Prince William was seated in economy class with his family on an American Airlines flight from Memphis to Dallas this week. Really? The prince was in Memphis to attend a close friend's wedding, and he and Prince Harry and some friends visited the former residence of another king. Elvis Presley's Graceland. It wasn't, it wasn't Buckingham Palace, but hey, it's Memphis. Here's some more good news. The Census Bureau on Thursday released some numbers that revealed the number of people who travel to work by bike increased by 60% over the last decade. Now, we're not talking huge numbers here. 786,000 people pedaled to work between 2008 and 2012, but that's a big jump over 488 in the year 2000. Want to know how your neighbors are commuting? Well, the Census Bureau released a new commuting edition of its interactive map called Census Explorer. This map gives anyone a look at how commuting has changed since 1990 in their neighborhood, their county, or their state. It includes stats on how long it takes to get to work on average. It lists commutes longer than an hour and the number of bikers as well. Good info if you're looking for a new place to live and will have to commute to work. Now to that Brunei thing I mentioned. Well, Brunei is an island that's grown rich thanks to oil and gas exports. Before now, if you heard of it, you probably know they have this incredible gold-domed, sprawling home that is the, uh, the residence of the nation's leader, the Sultan of Brunei. But on May 1st, the government announced it was going to embrace Sharia law in a big way. The new penal code calls for imprisonment of people who fail to attend Friday prayers or get pregnant out of wedlock. And it gets worse from there. Starting later this, this year, theft and robbery may be punished by amputation or flogging. No kidding. Late next year, the most severe penalty for adultery and homosexual activity will be death by stoning. Now, the Dorchester Group of Hotels, which includes the Bel Air and Beverly Hills Hotels in Los Angeles, is owned by an investment arm of Brunei. And the new penal code has angered a number of people who frequent those hotels. In L.A., Jay Leno joined pickets urging a boycott of the uh, Dorchester, the old Dorchester system. Richard Branson of the Virgin Companies announced his family and employees will no longer be using hotels until the Sultan of Brunei says he's going to respect basic human rights. Meeting planners canceled upcoming events at the hotels. And as I mentioned, I'm broadcasting from Los Angeles today, and I can tell that some of my friends, I can tell you that some of my friends who love the Beverly Hills Polo Lounge won't step foot in it again until Brunei 
retracts or at least softens its new laws. Stan Bromley is an old friend of the show, more importantly, a veteran hotel executive. He was with Hyatt Hotels for 10 years, Four Seasons Group for 24. Today, he consults with luxury hotels, including Meadowood in Napa Valley, a beautiful place, and the very Luke's Jefferson Hotel in Washington, D.C. I wanted to ask him two things. What would he do if he was running one of these hotels? And what should we do? I mean, is it fair to punish a business that hires local people for something going on far away in Brunei? Stan, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Thank you. Okay. Let's start with a tough one. A Dorchester exec from, flew from London to L.A. this week when this brouhaha started. And he said, hey, look, we respect all the local laws in the country we're operating in. Our hotels honor all human rights. Everybody is welcome in our hotels. We employ a lot of people, pay a lot of taxes. Why are you boycotting us? Do you have an opinion? I mean, is, is he right? Or, I mean, is this something that, that, that we ought to take seriously? And should we not go check into the Beverly Hills or the, or the Bel Air Hotels? Well, um, could I handle hostels in 2014 instead of this one? <laughs> That's a much safer place to go. And, uh, you know, what, your first question was like the, the nuclear one, and I'd rather uh, wait a little bit. Can we warm up with uh, maybe uh, <laughs> what would I do if I was running in one of those hotels? I mean, that would be a good place. I'd, I'd actually be looking for some recreational pharmaceuticals. That's what I would be doing. I'm sure you would. This but I mean, is a ugly, ugly situation for everybody. You know, uh, um, I guess complicated, complicated and sensitive issues uh, really impact the employees and the managers of these hotels as much as they do the owners and the lenders and the guests. And, uh, you know, in the hotel business, we serve many masters. And, and you think about the different levels of interest in this issue. And I, I think that... Uh, you know, I, I'm really not qualified to know what to do. I would tell you that I probably would be focusing on how our employees are feeling about this because there's some very specific feeling. Uh, everyone, in, you know, everyone involved in this has a legitimate issue, and I, and I feel very badly for all of them, but I think the, um, the, the thing will be settled. I'm sure over time it will be settled by whatever is – in the legal contracts or agreements of how the hotel is managed, who the manager. In this case, it's easy because the management company is the owner, and the owner is also their own lender, but there probably are lenders in this. And, but, but I can't um, imagine I guess, the, the Sultan of Brunei is going to change his new edict because of because some people in Beverly Hills or maybe in their London in London are, are irritated at what's going on in Brunei. Can you? Well, you know, the Sultan obviously was well advised before he made his pronouncement, and uh, I think that uh, it is what it is, and people will deal with it, but there'll be an enormous hit. Uh, you know, there, there are three things that we, we, we do in the hotel business. We worry about people, we worry about a product, and we worry about profit, and the profit will take a, a big hit. But you really when think? you're the Sultan of Brunei, you, you have some wiggle room, and you have your beliefs, and, um, you know... I, I, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking that I, had two cho I would have two choices as a general manager. I would go and do what I was told to do, uh, and I would make sure I tried to protect the employees and the guests as best as I could, or I have a choice. I could say I can't live with this, and I would leave. Wow. So, you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty uh, rude awakening when you're faced with those kinds of realities, but this is a big issue. And and I think it's certainly bigger than my pay grade. 
Yeah. In 15 seconds, would you as a consumer walk in the Beverly Hills Hotel now and have a drink? Yes. Okay. All right. Stan Bromley is a... Uh, I will tell you, because he won't. Uh, he's much too modest, but he's a very famous hotelier. People all over the world, hoteliers all over the world know him. Worked for the Four Seasons and with Hyatt. And I thank you for stopping in, Stan. You're welcome, Rudy. Nice You're listening. You. Take care. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. We'll be right back after these messages. it be interesting to follow this story, won't it, to see whether this boycott has legs or whether someone blinks in Brunei. We'll be right back. Don't go away. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Travel rewards usually take forever to earn and even longer to redeem. Introducing Orbitz Rewards, the instant approach. Earn and redeem rewards instantly. Book a flight, use the rewards right away for your hotel. Book your hotel and use the rewards to stay longer. Book a package, well, you get the picture. Earn even more when you book using the Orbitz app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Join today and get instant vacation gratification. Go to Orbitz.com slash rewards. That's Orbitz.com slash rewards or visit RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. Are you suffering from itchy skin? It's terrible. The itch you can't seem to scratch, being miserable and uncomfortable, you just want immediate relief that lasts. You need TriCalm. It's new and not like the same old itch products in your medicine cabinet. Dermatologists recommended TriCalm relieves itchy skin in minutes, and it's backed by the itch-free guarantee. If TriCalm doesn't stop your itch, just mail them the empty tube and they'll send you a full refund. TriCalm comes in a blue and white box in the first aid aisle at CVS, Walgreens, and other fine retailers. Get TriCalm today and get relief. Hey, welcome to Boost Mobile. What can I get for you today? Well, uh, what are your options? Well, you can pick a phone and get a plan starting at just $40 a month with unlimited talk, text, and data. Hmm, okay, okay. Uh, how much is the plan for uh, this smartphone? $40 a month. What about the plan for that one with the huge screen? Yeah, that one also is $40 a month. Even with the new Samsung Galaxy S5? Yep. How much is the plan with that shiny gold phone? <laughs> it's got to be like, what, a thousand bucks, right? Wrong. No matter which phone you choose, our plan started for $40 a month. Okay, okay, I get that. But but what about... Pick the phone you want on the plan you want. Plan starting only $40 a month for unlimited talk, text, and data on a nationwide Sprint 4G LTE network. Boost Mobile. $40 plan includes 500 megabytes a month of 3G, 4G high-speed data. Video streaming may be limited to 3G speeds. Shrinking payment discounts are not included with monthly unlimited select plans. Coverage not available everywhere. Sprint 4G LTE reaches over 200 million people. Phone availability may vary. Additional restrictions apply. See in-store materials or boostmobile.com for details. Join Rudy Maxa. Call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back to the show. This segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by Orbits.com, who notes that travel rewards usually take forever to earn and even longer to redeem, which is why they've introduced Orbits Rewards, the instant approach to rewards. You'll earn and redeem rewards instantly when you book a flight. You could use the rewards you get to apply to your hotel stay. Book a hotel, use the rewards again to apply to the hotel stay. Book a package, you get the picture. Even more. You'll learn even more when you uh, book on the Orbitz app. 5% on hotels and 2% on the price you pay for flights. So join today and get instant vacation gratification. All you got to do is go to Orbitz.com slash rewards. Sign up, it's free. Orbitz.com slash rewards or check it, RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. I, uh, oh gosh, I guess it was about three weeks ago, I was in San Diego and I was giving, I was doing a speech 
at the annual meeting of Hosteling International, an association of uh, hostels all over the United States, and they're part of uh, a worldwide network of hosteling. And I learned a lot. I learned as much as I did there as maybe they did listening to me. Um, I haven't stayed in a hostel in decades. And apparently, not apparently, I now know from reading and, and talking with our next guest that hostels are not your father's hostels, me being your father, maybe even your grandfather. Um, there's hip design, there's more service, there's a very robust uh, uh, attempt to uh, cross-cultural boundaries. So I asked Russ Hedge, who is the CEO of Hosteling International, to join me. Russ, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Rudy, it's great being with you today. Thanks. So so you all, I mean, the, 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 the vision that I, I mean... I stayed in hostels. They may not have been all that uh, snappy or clean or, uh, you know, they were just, they were often like big rooms with bunk beds in it and a shower down the hall that everybody used. I mean, I'm exaggerating to make a point. Those days seem to be over in uh, most hostels, aren't they? You'll find a very different experience today. Um, You'll find more people than you did um, uh, 20, 30 years ago. You'll also find a higher quality. Um, Last year, HIUSA hosted over a million overnights from more than 100 countries in our hostels, um, and over 60% uh, of those overnights were foreign travelers. And what they found, and anyone will find if they, if they enter a hostel these days, is that the dorm beds uh, and the dorm rooms are smaller than uh, they used to be, four to eight beds rather than those massive 20-bedrooms that you were talking about. We've introduced private rooms. Um, and if you enter your room, you'll find your bed's already made uh, with linens and blankets, just like a hotel, um, unlike the, the mattress you might have found in days gone by. The common room will be uh, pretty much the same uh, in that you'll find uh, folks from around the world talking uh, with each other, but there are Wi-Fi connections now, and you'll see laptops as often as books uh, in the common room. And, of course, uh, you mentioned the programs. The programs for HIUSA uh, is a key to what we're all about because they're what introduce uh, our hostile guests to each other uh, and, to their, and to their community. And we can also drop the phrase youth in front of hostels, can't we? Yeah, we sure can. Uh, we still trend towards the 18 to 30-year-old segment, but many of our, uh, of our guests are older. Um, and many are under 18. They're typically traveling with their parents or a youth group. You drew my attention to a hostel in Boston that is uh, very edgy. I mean, it's one from Hotels Magazine, apparently out of hundreds of hotels in the world, not just hostels. It won uh, an an eco award for the way it's constructed. I know the colors are fashioned after the four colors of the MTA. I guess they call it the T now in Boston. Why it was called the MTA, the the subway. Well, it's not subway. It's over ground as well. The mass transit system in Boston. They have four lines. They're each different colors. And apparently those colors are reflected in the decor of the Boston hostel. Yeah, we're we're very proud of that facility. Uh, And last year, we served over 100,000 overnights, um, again, from travelers around the world. It's just three three blocks from the the Boston Common, um, and the facility reflects the vibe in the hostel, which is all about the community. Uh, That's the reason why we introduced this color scheme that matches the subway lines. Uh, We bring in community groups. Uh, We have walking tours. Uh, it's a it's a it's a it's an incredible place to be and an incredible place to stay. And just to give folks some ideas of prices, I think you you mentioned when we talked before you came on the show. I mean, you can stay in the hostel in Midtown Manhattan for like fifty dollars a night. Correct. Uh, so so it, it's still a bargain. It depends on where you stay. In the big cities, on average, uh, it's about forty dollars a night. 
Um, in smaller towns and rural areas, it's 20 to $25. Um, across, of course, New York is an exception. Uh, we're, we're, uh, our overnights there are in the $50 a night range, but on the other side, we've got a wonderful hostel in Atasca State Park, the Mississippi Headwaters Hostel, that's uh, in, in the low $20 range. So it, it really depends on where you want to travel and the, the experience that you want to have while traveling. I'm talking with Russ Hedge. He's the CEO of Hosteling International, or HIUSA. The website, by the way, is HIUSA.org. If you're planning a trip with your family or by yourself or with your significant other and you want to find out if hostel, staying in a hostel might be an option for you, just go to HIUSA.org. Now, you touched on, and we both touched on, Ross, this, this cross-cultural aspect. And I know you have a, uh, um, a program that brings Westerners together with folks with folks from the Middle East, I guess probably young, younger uh, adults in the Middle East, and that you were also at the White House this week and met the First Lady, and the uh, White House seems to be interested in what you do and what, how to export that or, or broaden that? So, uh, actually, the, the program you're talking about is called IOU Respect, um, and I'd encourage uh, folks to visit our website. We are taking applications for our summer program, which will be in Tunisia, uh, and the deadline is on May 20th. So um, if folks are interested in participating in that program, it's focused on 18 to 23-year-olds. We'd encourage them to, uh, to visit our website. Um, the and what happens there? Before you go to the White House, what happens sure. there at this IOU uh, uh, event in Tunisia this year? So, so basically we're bringing together young people from six different countries. Um, it's, 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 in, it's designed to be a small group experience. So there are four young people from um, Egypt and Lebanon and Tunisia, uh, the United States, France, and Germany. Um, and they t- spend two weeks in um, a, a very hostile-based experience um, where they engage in activities. We have a, profi- uh, a professional facilitator. So there's um, um, a very uh, sort of directed component to it, but there's also time for shopping and fun um, and getting, getting to, uh, to know the Tunisian culture. I think we should bring some world leaders into that. The heck with the 18 to 24-year-olds. <laughs> Good idea, <laughs> right. Rudy. So you, so you met with the First Lady, and what's this program about? Um, so uh, the, the program is all around the strong connection between studying and traveling abroad. Um, and actually, the first lady wasn't there, but her her staff was there. The meeting took place um, in the first lady's office, and it's all about a program that uh, Michelle Obama uh, endorsed in China uh, about a month ago. And it's about introducing the study abroad concept to more and more Americans. Um, we believe that if young people travel abroad, they'll 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 feel comfortable going back and studying there later. Um, and we see over and over again, both in the United States and internationally, that when studying abroad, uh, young people make time for tr- independent travel and learning about cultures in their host country. And, of course, that's what we're all about. So the program's called 100,000 Strong. It encourages study abroad, uh, particularly to Central and South America and China. Uh, and you can learn more about it by visiting 100kstrong.org. There's uh, program descriptions and also scholarship information. It's a great website for both uh, young people and their parents. Interesting. Well, who's offering the scholarships? Uh, a, range of, a range of government agencies, universities, and nonprofits. All American or international? Uh, primarily American. This has uh, emerged as a sort of partnership between nonprofits such as HIUSA, 
the private sector, and uh, the U.S. government. So uh, a lot of, lot of um, genuine interest, a lot of folks involved, and I think we're going to really make a difference. The goal is to encourage 100,000 young people to study in Central and South America by 2020, and similarly 100,000 young people study uh, in China and then have, have um, young people from their countries come our way at the same time. Fascinating, fascinating. And, uh, you know, when we talk about hostels, I gather we just got about 30 seconds left for us, but there's a wide range. I mean, there's a lighthouse you can stay in, right? I mean, these aren't just buildings in cities. Rudy, we've got amazing places to stay. We've got lighthouses, we've got islands, we've got mansions, we've got 17 hostels in city, state, and national parks. Um, And, you know, when you get there, you're going to find interesting facilities, but even as important, we've got terrific staff, folks who have a passion for travel, who are very knowledgeable about their communities, and will welcome folks who um, want to participate in our hostel program. Well, it's as I said, it's not your father's hostel. It's a whole, uh, whole new day. Russ, thank you for dropping by and chatting. Rudy, thanks so much. Russ Edge is the CEO of Hosteling International. You can find out more. It's the largest hospitality cross-cultural lodging offering in the world, uh, and they are affiliated with hostels all over the world as well as in the United States. You can check out their website at HIUSA.org. We're traveling today. Glad to have you along with me. When we come back, we're going to talk about, uh, well, Turkish Airlines is expanding in the United States. I want to find out um, how the general manager of their Boston office thinks about us visiting Turkey these days. Don't go away. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Little Jack Horner sat in a corner of his ransacked apartment, wondering what kind of nitwit steals a futon. Luckily, the Geico Insurance Agency had helped him with renter's insurance, and he got full replacement. Unfortunately, little Jack Horner had to have his stomach pumped when he ate a six-month-old Christmas pie. Visit geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Would you wait a week for your shower to get hot? (laughs) Would you wait up to a week to feel maximum relief from your nasal congestion? Nasacort Allergy Nasal Spray could take that long. But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, Afrin No-Drip starts working in seconds and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait up to a week for maximum relief from your nasal spray Uh -uh. when you can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin? (sighs) Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed. participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. It's 33 minutes after the hour and you're listening to Rudy Maxa's World. If you have a comment on a guest we perhaps have had or a topic we've talked about, or if you'd like to suggest a guest on a particular topic or even just a topic and we'll find the guest, whatever you want, you can write me at Rudy at RudyMaxa.com. That's R-U-D-Y. M-A-X-A, Rudy at RudyMaxa.com. Drop me a line. Love to hear from you. My next guest is Adnan Ikatch. Uh, Mr. Ikatch works with Turkish Airlines. He is a general manager in Boston, where, by the way, Turkish Airlines has just begun offering uh, offering flights. Am I right, Mr. Ikatch? 
Hi, good morning, Rudy. Nice to have you on the show. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. When did Turkish Airlines start flying into Boston? And next Monday, we are planning to start our flights, 12th of May. Oh, okay. So it's coming up. I'm sorry. I thought they had already begun. Yes, exactly. And you will ne- that will mean Turkish Airlines is serving how many cities in the United States? And Boston will be our six gateways in the United States. And uh, globally, uh, we have uh, 249 destinations, Boston, uh, worldwide. Right. Now, I want to talk a little about visiting Turkey now. Uh, Obviously, Turkey has been in the news for the last, gosh, for the last year, as uh, your president has cracked down on the press, um, allegedly, according to at least his critics. Um, There have certainly been many protests in the street. Would you hesitate to suggest anyone visit Turkey right now? No, there isn't any issue. And actually, in 2013 figures, and uh, tourist arrivals increased 20% in Turkey, Turkey arrivals. And uh, now we've reached 35 million tourists a year. We believe that one between the Boston uh, and Istanbul connections, and uh, we will we will have to improve these uh, risk increasing as well with the fixed uh, gateways in U.S. And there isn't any security issue or any uh, problem for the uh, visitors in Turkey. As you know, this year Istanbul dedicated nominate uh, from uh, trip advisors best destinations in the world to visit. And I think it will be a really good opportunity for Bostonian and New England region people to see these lovely destinations. Well, I'm a big fan of Istanbul. I've been there many times. Who who named it the best destination in the world? I'm sorry, I didn't understand that. TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor. Trip ah, okay. TripAdvisor, yes. I see. Now, in, in all the times I've visited, I've been able to pick up my visa at the airport for about $20. But I understand that in Istanbul, but I understand the rules have changed. No rules now. It's easier, and actually, if you can get the e-visa and you can apply and you can give your details and online, and when you reach the Istanbul, you don't need for any additional progress and any additional documentation. Automatically, you can reach the passport control, then go away. So, so you now it's you've, easier, you've, easier, you've, easier than uh, for the previous procedure. When you had to wait in line at that window. So you you go online, and where do you go to get your Turkish visa online? For Turkish Turkish governments, and when you click uh, Google for e-visa for Turkey, and easily for you can reach for that uh, website, and you can finalize your e-visa procedure within one minute. So go to the Turkish government website and and search for e-visa, or you just go to yes. Google and say e-visa yes. for Turkey, e-visa and I'm sure that would lead Turkey, you to it. That's enough. Exactly. E-visa for Turkey, and you pay online. You get it online. Do you have to physically take a piece of paper with you? Exactly, exactly. You can find that everything online. And, of course, if you can bring one printout for your visa authorization, it will be helpful for you. Okay. Are you from Istanbul, sir? Yes, I am from Istanbul, correct. My guest, by the way, is Adnan uh, Aykatch. He is the uh, general manager for Boston's new new uh, gateway city to the United States from Turkey Airways, and he's going to be welcoming that aircraft in uh, on the 12th of May. Uh, what, um, if you had to convince me that I would love to go to Istanbul, keep in mind I've already been there, but let's pretend I've never been there. Give me one minute, your one minute sell on Istanbul. It is really difficult, but defined for this lovely city within one minute, but uh, I, will, <laughs> I will try to do my best, honestly. 
And, uh, and of course, uh, Turkey is not Istanbul, but Istanbul is really unique destinations. And, uh, and exactly, you can find the history you can find for, uh, for uh, modern, modern still life, and you can for culture, and exactly Ottoman Empire culture, you can feel that one. And everybody has to see for Blue Mosque and Hagia Sophia and Topkapu Palace and of course Bosphorus experience is unbelievable really unique in the world again and we just uh, called and we just announced that one in Istanbul you will have shortest trip opportunity between two continents from Asia to Europe or Europe to Asia within five minutes you can travel between two continents this just across a big long bridge unique. or by boat exactly right. exactly now, now we just have a few seconds left how widely spoken is English will English speakers have difficulty not, being yes, understood yes not uh, not too not too much but it, it's increasing day by day I can say but everybody can manage uh, their trip uh, with the Istanbul people directly it, it won't be too too big uh, trouble for uh, American traveler. All right. If you live in New York, L.A., Chicago, Houston, Washington, D.C., or as of May 12th, Boston, you can flat catch a Turkish Airlines flight right directly with not or nonstop, I should say, to Istanbul. Uh, thanks so much, uh, Mr. Icatch. Uh, lovely talking to you. Thank you. Thank you, Rudy. Have a good day. You as well. Adnan Icatch is the general manager of Boston, the newest uh, gateway city for Turkish Airlines. Stick around. We'll be right back here, and we're going to talk about the National Mustard Museum and the squeeze it's in. We'll be right back. to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Before Allegra, this was the sound of spring. <coughs> After Allegra, the season sounds totally different. Fetch, boy! This spring, don't let pollen hold you back. Non-drowsy Allegra works even at eight times high pollen levels. Allergy relief begins in one hour and lasts for 24. With Allegra, going outdoors never sounded so good. Allegra, stop suffering, start living. Use only as directed in controlled environment studies using pollen deemed high by the National Allergy Bureau. Visit Allegra.com. I've had the hardest time finding someone who loves me for me, not my money. I just want to find the perfect match. Finding the right car insurance company can be daunting, especially if you've been burned in the past. Visit Geico.com to find the policy destined for you. One devoted to saving you money, making your life easier, treating you like a princess or a vegan warlock, whatever you're into. Your perfect car insurance company is out there. Geico. 15 minutes could save you hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Boost Mobile. What can I get for you today? What are your options? Well, you can pick a phone and get a plan starting at just $40 a month with unlimited talk, text, and data. How much is the plan for uh, this smartphone? $40 a month. Even with the new Samsung Galaxy S5? Yep. How much is the plan with that shiny gold phone? It's got to be like, what, a thousand bucks, right? Wrong. No matter which phone you choose, our plan start at $40 a month. But, but what about... Pick the phone you want on the plan you want. Unlimited talk, text, and data starting at only $40 a month. And right now, you can get a free phone or $100 off a new phone when you switch to Boost Mobile. Boost Mobile. $40 plan includes 500 megabytes a month of 3G, 4G high-speed data. Video streaming may be limited to 3G speeds. Shrinking payment discounts are not included with monthly unlimited select plans. Coverage not available everywhere. Sprint 4G LTE reaches over 200 million people. Phone availability may vary. Free phone or $100 discount valid until 531.14 at participating dealers and select markets for new monthly activations porting from non-Sprint-related carriers with purchase of a new 
new device. Free phone limited to certain models. $100 credit applied towards purchase of Boost Phone. Additional restrictions apply. See in-store materials for details. Would you wait a week for your shower to get hot? <laughs> Would you wait up to a week to feel maximum relief from your nasal congestion? Nasacort Allergy Nasal Spray could take that long. Ugh. But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, Afrin No Drip starts working in seconds <sighs> and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait up to a week for maximum relief from your nasal spray uh-uh. when you can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin? <sighs> Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed. Ron Delano, Attorney Houston. Attention, mesothelioma cancer patients and families. The clock is ticking for you to receive your fair share of the billions of dollars in settlement money still available to victims of first-hand and second-hand exposure to asbestos. Don't wait. Call the nation's leading mesothelioma experts right now and find out how much you may be eligible to receive. Call 800-764-3000-800-764-3000-800-764-3000. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. Well, I went to the website of the Mustard Museum, which we're going to learn about in just a moment, and I learned that uh, it was founded by a guy named Barry Levinson, who's going to join us, or has joined me on, and joining me on the air in a moment. And he quit his job as an assistant attorney general for the state of Wisconsin in 1992 for the love of mustard. Barry, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be with you. Okay, Barry, that, 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 that's the shorthand. Give me the real backstory. Well, the real story is I'm a displaced New Englander uh, out in Wisconsin in 1986, and my beloved Red Sox are in the World Series. They're ready to win. Game six, they're up by two runs in the top of the tenth inning. It goes to the bottom of the tenth. There are two outs. They lose just inexplicably. They lose the game. They then lose game seven. I can't sleep. I'm so depressed. I go to an all-night grocery store. I walk up and down the aisles in tears. And I decide I need a hobby, and I'm walking down the condiment aisle, and I hear a voice coming from the mustards that says, if you collect us, they will come. <laughs> and that did it. I began collecting jars of mustard, and I kept my day job, uh, but I, I was just so fascinated. I think that's a pretty good idea, mustard. Barry. Pretty good idea <laughs> keeping the day job, yeah. Yeah, I know. That was a good idea. Right. Uh, but then in 1992, it said, you know, I, I just... This, this collection that people were learning about was so fascinating. I said, oh, what the heck? You know, I, I don't want to look back at my life and say, gee, what if I had opened this collection as a mustard museum? So I did that, and that was 22 years ago. Do you have a significant other in your life? I do. I uh, do. Did... In fact, uh, we, got, we met after I began collecting mustard, so she knew what she was getting into, or she should have known. She did. She didn't at some point say, Barry, this stuff is cluttering up the house go take it somewhere else well it was somewhere else at the time that's okay. that's the i guess the nice thing and right now we have the world's largest collection of mustards and mustard memorabilia over 5600 different mustards representing all 50 states 80 different countries 
uh, mustard tins, mustard pots, mustard ads going back centuries. And we're here in downtown Middleton, which is right next to Madison, Wisconsin. Great place to live, great place to visit. And people come to the Mustard Museum every day to taste mustards, to learn about mustard. They watch Mustard Peace Theater. They uh, <laughs> take the mustard quiz. And they join in singing the fight song for the Mustard College, which is Poop on You. And I see on your website that that anybody can go to your website, which, by the way, is uh, mustardmuseum.com. Right. Um, and, and, you, and you can order, because Mother's Day is coming up, uh, yeah. uh, you can order a mustard of the month for your mom. So every month she'll get a different mustard, right? That's right. Actually, three different mustards. Is Nothing says loving to mom like mom mustard. Mustard of the month. I mean, what better thing for mom than mustard of the month? Which I was just saying that. I can't mom. think of anything better. The heck with yeah, flowers. Yeah, get... yeah, yeah, what do you do with flowers? <clears throat> nice. Right, they're gone but, in a week. Now, that's right. Now, now, is there an enormous range of mustards in the world? I mean, you know, we know there's we know there's this kind and that kind in America. You know, there's the yellow kind and the, you know, the European kind. I mean, those two. But I mean, is it a huge, wide range of mustards? There is a huge range. We just wrapped up the uh, twenty. Let's see, the twentieth worldwide mustard competition, where mustards from all over the world. Uh, were sent here to be judged by independent uh, uh, panels of food experts. And uh, we got mustards from as far away as Japan and Sweden, and they were in 16 different taste categories. I mean, not just uh, you know yellow mustard, but sweet hot mustards and honey mustards and Dijon mustards and hot pepper mustards and fruit mustards and herb mustards and beer mustards, exotic mustards. Some of them are, have maple and chocolate and curry. A lot of things you can do with mustard. No, you've convinced so, me of that. Now, we, we have a little time left here, but I want to hear you. Apparently, you're, you're planning to run a mustard bus around the country to let people know more about you? Well, I don't know if we're going to have a, a mustard bus, but we, we've been known to follow the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile around and squirt it with mustard. <laughs> we have been doing that. But we do have National Mustard Day coming up. Uh, I mean, not only that? are we open every day, that is August 2nd. It's always the first Saturday in August. It's a great place uh, to visit, a great uh, event, a great time to visit Wisconsin. I think the snow is usually gone. By yeah, August. you're right. I, look, I live yeah, in Minnesota. I'm talking about this. I mean, 30 we, seconds we left. 30 music. seconds left. 30 yeah, seconds left. I need to ask you this. Fun. Mm-hmm. I need to ask you this in 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, I can't, you came to my attention because the Wall Street Journal did a piece that you were, you were pardon the pun, Wall Street Journal uses it. I'm sure you hear it 100 times a day. You were feeling a squeeze financially. Right, right. What are we well, doing about we're, that? We're, yeah, we're, we're doing fine now. Uh, and, you know, people have been supporting us. The museum itself is a nonprofit, uh, like most museums. But the gift shop, of course, uh, goes on. We're doing fine. Poop on you is still alive. And mustard rolls on. <laughs> did the journal piece help you? Yes, it did. Yeah. Terrific. All right. Uh, it's in uh, Wisconsin. Barry Levinson, mustardmuseum.com. Check it out. Thanks, Barry. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. It's 52 minutes after the hour, and if you enjoyed my previous guest who... uh 
who left his job as assistant uh, attorney general in Wisconsin to open his mustard museum, you'll like Julie Angus. She also has a fascination with a particular kind of food, and it is the humble but not so humble Olive. And Julie's got a new book about called Olive Odyssey, in which she, her husband, and her child went in search of everything she could learn about olives. And it is in here. It's health benefits, it's history, and she has a little background in, in olives as well. Julie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on the show, Rudy. All right, let's start at the beginning. How did, what, when did it ever occur to you that you've got to learn everything there is to know about olives and put them into a book? Well, it was on a previous trip uh, where we uh, visited uh, some family I have in Syria and the olive farm there. And that was the first time I had tasted freshly pressed olive oil. And I was just uh, amazed with how different it was from the kind I was used to from the supermarkets back home. And the more I started to learn about the olive tree, the more I realized how influential it has been throughout civilization and its importance um, up to today. So that's kind of where it started. You hold a master's degree in molecular biology, um, and you live in Victoria, British Columbia. You're a recipient of the National Geographic Adventure of the Year Award. Was the National Geographic Re Award have anything to do with your search for olives? Um, they played a pivotal role in the expedition, and I received an expedition grant, um, which helped the expedition um, proceed, and it also allowed me to do um, research, original research, uh, to better understand the early history of the olive tree. So one of the things that we did was we searched out ancient olive trees, and we collected samples from them, and then we worked in collaboration with an Italian university to analyze the DNA of these olive trees to tell us how they spread throughout the Mediterranean. Um, from first being origin or uh, domesticated in the Middle East all the way to the Western Mediterranean. Well, did you find that? Well, let me let me reverse the question. Can we get good olives here in North America? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are lots of great olives and olive oils produced in the U.S. And California is a pretty big producer of olive oils. And, of course, you can import olive oils and olives from all over the world. So um, the most important thing is just becoming familiar with olive oils. Um, you have to know what to look for to make sure you're getting a high-quality oil. Is that, can you describe that in, uh, in the short time we have, what to look for to get a great olive oil? Yeah, absolutely. So um, corruption is definitely an issue in the uh, industry. Some studies peg it at two-thirds of olive oils are not the extra virgin that the label says. So um, there's a couple things you can do to protect yourself. Um, one, you can go to a store where you can actually taste the olive oils. Um, you can look at olive oil competitions and see which oils have won awards. Um, the other thing is to make sure that your olive oil is fresh because olive oil is a perishable product. Yeah, you have to use it within a year of year or two or of harvesting. So make sure your olive oil is in a dark bottle. It has a date of harvest, and that when you get it home, you store it properly in a cool place. And you write a lot about the uh, um, the health effects of, of olive oil, and I, I know many of our listeners are probably familiar with the Mediterranean diet, um, but it seems primarily the cardiovascular system is uh, is aided by by olive oil. And you also talk about two of the longest living women in the world, one of whom would drink a cup of olive or a glass of olive oil every day. How much olive oil do you consume? <laughs> we consume a lot of olive oil in our family. Um, 
probably uh, as much as the Greeks do or even more, which is about 26 times more than the average North American. Um, so we use olive oil for cooking, um, for dressing not only salads but vegetables, meats. You can use olive oil for baking. You can replace um, a cup of butter with three-quarters of a cup of olive oil. Uh-huh. So it's, uh, it's a really a versatile product. And uh, so in all this research, how long did you spend researching this book? Uh, it's been about a five-year process. Ah, it, and, and you are not tired of olives? <laughs> no, I'm eating more olives and olive oil than ever before. Well, g- well, good for you. And how does your ch- do you have a son or a daughter? Um, I have a son. He was 10 months old when the journey started, and uh, he actually likes olives, which, you know, have quite a distinct taste. It was one of the first foods that he liked. He's a very picky eater. And uh, I have another one on the way due in a month. Well, this book is speaking to the hearts of everyone who loves olive and olive oil, and I know that's a considerable... I mean, I watch uh, in markets uh, that present maybe a dozen kind of olives. I watch uh, uh, aficionados choose very very carefully. But good advice, um, uh, Julie. The, Julie Angus's book is called Olive Odyssey. You can find more information by going to angusadventures.com. And in fact, her research trip with her family was an adventure. Angus, A-N-G-U-S, angusadventures.com. Uh, Julie, you got another book coming? Um, not at the moment, no. Uh, I think parenthood is going to preoccupy me for the next uh, year or so, but uh, always on the lookout for new adventures. Well, I do appreciate your uh, serious look at olives, and I, uh, I thank you for taking time out of your weekend to talk to me. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Rudy. It's been fun. Thank you. Julie Angus is author of Olive Odyssey. It is published by Greystone. I'm sure you can find it at uh, Amazon. And if you'd like more information, check out angusadventures.com, and you'll get a little bit of the backstory of how she came to produce this uh, very informative book. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. If your station's leaving us after this first hour, I'll see you again next weekend. Most stations stick around. I'm happy about that. So do stick around. We'll be back in about six minutes. Got some deals of the week and a lot more guests coming up with you for you. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World. And as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.